0: If you've given this show five minutes of your time, you have a pretty good idea how I feel about the excessive virtue signaling that's going on these days. The phraseology is pretty repetitive, don't you think? Saying things like, I see you. If I said that to you, I'd be a big fat liar because I don't see you because I'm in my basement. Well, as Liz will point out in the show today, things are just getting even more virtuous. And if you didn't think it was totally genuine on your local level, now we have corporations touting their righteousness. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging! This episode is brought to you by Perez Martial Arts. Dedicated to changing the lives of people one person at a time through martial arts, education, and coaching. And by... APC Pest and Termite Control, knocking them dead since 1981. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey there, Scuttlebuds. It's Rick Fink Jr. I always introduce myself as a... You know, you guys can call me Rick, Rick Fink, Rick Fink Jr. Hey, bud. It's RJ RFJ. RFJJR, <laughs> which, by the way, is a palindrome.
1: Oh. is yes. that awesome? Yes, that is yeah, awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, across the table, I also have my wing girl, <laughs> Liz Daly. You like
1: that term, wing girl? Sure.
0: Wing woman sounds too matronly. You're, you're my wing girl.
1: Yeah, I'll take girl over ma'am or woman. or Ma'am.
0: <laughs> you know, I once worked, uh, I was working at a PR agency and I was talking to a client on the phone, on speaker, so I was kind of loud talking. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that. I don't yes. know if it's necessary, but you do it anyway. And I uh, I said, okay, ma'am, well, because she was new, we're onboarding or something, mm-hmm. right? Where and I, and I referred to her as ma'am and um A woman named Kim from the office next door comes over and goes, you shouldn't call women, ma'am. And I said, really? She's like, we don't like that. No,
1: (laughs) not at all. Because it just puts this image in our minds of like someone with like a gray haired bun and a matronly dress. And yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. no, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah. Um, And I, I, I... Stopped effectively immediately because I respected Kim's input. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a, a senior, um, you know, partner in the in the company, and and um, she very politely, yeah, fi- friendly but firmly let me know that that's and you you know you're you're in public relations, you know, so maybe not, I guess, insult. Or uh, put off your Mm -hmm. your clientele. But you thought
1: you were doing the right thing by being respectful. And that was a respectful way to refer to her, not thinking that this is how we take that word. (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: And this was like in the early 2000s, by the way. So, you know, I was in my mid-20s and it was like 20 years ago. So I look back on that one moment and I kind of laugh like, wow, I really would. But still to this day, I still hear people say, yes, ma'am, or thank you, ma'am. Yep. It's still I get used. I called ma'am on a fairly regular basis. Do you really?
1: Yeah. That's yep. so funny
0: because every time I hear someone call someone else ma'am, I think back to the mm-hmm. time when Kim stepped into the office and yeah. let me know you don't do that. Yes. That's funny. Well, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> out there, I'm glad you could join us again. I hope you have... Um, Recovered from that true crime episode we did last week. I Hope we
1: didn't give anyone nightmares.
0: Well, I bet, you know what I bet is a lot of people took your recommendations on some of these um, I hope so. shows, shows you were talking about. I bet no guy did it. Right. But at least <laughs> as a guy, now I'm not, I used to make fun of women that watch these shows. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're crazy. But um, now I get it. And now mm-hmm. I might actually... Uh, nudge my daughter into watching some when yeah. she's a little bit older, you know, or find an age appropriate thing. But anyway, today we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about something, um, that's, I guess, happening in society and it's reflective of, of, of a bigger thing, which is, um, uh, you know, the, the movement to sort of accept things or promote things, um, get behind things. And, um, we call this brand awareness is, is brand activism, brand activism. There yep. you go. Yeah. Everyone's advocating for something, right? Yep. Everyone's uh, getting on their soapbox and calling for equality here or end something there. And, right. um, and now corporations are getting involved and does that help the brand? Does it hurt the brand? What are some examples of this stuff? We're going to get into that. Liz is going to take over cause she's the expert because she works in marketing. I worked in marketing so long ago. I'll, I'll speak to it from um, a consumer perspective. But uh, before we do that, let's do the Ashanka. Ashanka. Okay, Liz. All right. You have the Ashanka in your possession.
1: Let's see. Topic number one, investing with the Kardashians. So, um, I came across this headline the other day, um, that Kim Kardashian was fined by the SEC $1.3 million or something like that, which is a drop in the bucket, obviously, for any Kardashian. Pocket pocket change. Yes. But I was curious as to why the SEC was fining her. So apparently she promoted a cryptocurrency, Ethereum Max, on her Instagram. And she has 20, two hundred and twenty five million Instagram followers,
0: two hundred and twenty five million. Yes. That's about a mil. That's about a hundred million shy of the population of the country. Right. <laughs> exactly. So two thirds of the United States right. follow this girl or, or the world
1: or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yes. Right. Globally wow. speaking. Wow. So she she promoted this cryptocurrency and if you know anything about the investment world, it's heavily regulated. Mm-hmm. So the SEC fined her for, for promoting this without any type of, you know, disclosure or, you know, um, warning or anything like that. And so I just had to giggle because listeners, if you're taking investment advice yeah. from a woman who takes the face she was born with as a light suggestion, (laughs) I would say maybe you should look elsewhere. Just a PSA. So I just was like, who who would go to the Kardashians for investment advice? I mean, granted, they've amassed a, a great deal of wealth, but that was based on a sex tape and exploiting their family. Yep, I don't think yep. it was wise investment advice. So I just found that kind of funny.
0: Yeah, she's not a, a legitimate celebrity that stands on any um, body of work. Correct. Well, her body is, <laughs> her, is work. her work. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. Let, let me ask, because I I know that if you are in the financial industry Mm -hmm. right if you're working for merrill lynch or something well now you definitely have some regulatory obligations but you're telling me that just someone on the street just just a i mean yeah she's a celebrity Mm -hmm. and she has a lot of followers but at the end of the day she has no ties to to the to the investment Mm -hmm. industry um she's still held accountable
1: because she was paid to do it
0: oh i didn't know that so yeah i should have
1: mentioned that yeah she was paid by the crypto, um, currency to, to promote them. And, so, and that is, is irresponsible in the eyes of the SEC.
0: Yeah. Now how many people, what, what kind of, uh, did it, did this, um, crypto blow up after, after this? Not, that, it have any- not
1: that I saw in the article.
0: Yeah. I have a theory on that. Do you think that the average Kim Kardashian follower is also, um, on point with her portfolio? <laughs>
1: Well, you know what's funny about crypto <laughs> is that most people that are investing in cryptocurrency are under 40 and make less than $100,000 a year. So, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I think they're mostly male. But, um, but yeah, it's a lot of people investing in crypto aren't savvy millionaires looking for a way to diversify their portfolio. They're regular people that think they can get rich quick.
0: Yeah, you know why they're not savvy millionaires? Because they invest <laughs> in crypto. <laughs> We have zero crypto in our portfolio. Ditto,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and it's probably going to stay like that forever. Yes, and we're just fine with that. Yep,
1: yeah. agreed. So that's. Oh, the, oh wait, are we going to
0: get in trouble for that?
1: Oh, no, I don't think so. I just, they're not I, paying us. Yep, they're no paying, us, <laughs> no one's and paying I, us. And all
0: I'm saying is, we're not doing. It. Mm-hmm. I'm, hey, Scuttlebuds, <laughs> disclaimer: Do what yes. you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I would just let you know what we're not doing.
1: Right. So that concludes yeah. the. Financial advice version of the <laughs> podcast or lack thereof. Can you imagine yeah. a
0: Small Town Scuttlebutt got sued? Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I missed out
0: on this crypto thing. <laughs> it blew up. But I was listening to Rick and Liz on Small
1: Town Scuttlebutt. <laughs> they said stay away from it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do next. One. By the way, all of these topics, Scuttlebuds, are Liz's. <laughs> so I'm just excited to hear them as much as she is.
1: All right. Carpooling is my next one. And I think you'll appreciate this one, Rick, because. Rosie and Avery are the same age so mm-hmm. Avery's playing field hockey um, this fall with a few of her girlfriends and I've arranged a carpool with the other moms so we're not all going back and forth to the same place multiple times a week because so, you're driving out of
0: town right these are no
1: this is just uh, for practice okay. so but still it's like 415 to 515 on Tuesdays and Thursdays we're all working moms like so it's kind of a lot to go multiple trips multiple times a week
0: I get it also uh um- What are you going to do? Because by the time you drop the kid off and go home, you got to turn around and go back. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Makes sense. Yep.
1: So, um, so I've got four 10 year old girls in my car, Mm -hmm. um, for field hockey carpool and they're, they're just the cutest things at, at this age. They're like, we're right on the cusp of them being super fun and cool to hang out with because they're a little older now, but not so old that they they are jaded or cynical or whatever. Um, Avery made like a little field hockey uh, carpool playlist on Amazon yeah. Music. So she, that's what we play in the car on the way to practice.
0: Did she do it intentionally for...
1: Yes. The for, name the name of the playlist is Field Hockey Carpool. That's awesome. <laughs> and the, kid, the girls love it. And they make me play a certain song as they all get out of the car. They have their like walk-on music, <laughs> <laughs> which is really adorable. Sure. And they're just really cute because I see with my older son, who's a freshman in high school, the other side of what carpool is going to look like in a few years. And yeah. that's sitting in the backseat on the phone, not talking. Um, and I'm like, you know, guys like put your phone away, talk. And, but then that's embarrassing for me. Like I should just shut my mouth and be the Uber driver and okay. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying this little sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Of her childhood where it's super cute and they talk in front of me and, you know, they ask me questions because in a few years it's going to be tight-lipped and they're just going to be Snapchatting each other back and forth in my backseat.
0: Yeah. Your mom is so lame. Yeah. <laughs> Could it get any hotter in here? Right. Avery, how about some AC? Tell you. I'm exactly. not. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I love carpooling with the kids. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do. Leslie, as we've divided and conquered, Leslie typically drives Rosie to her things. Yeah. And I take Charlie to his things and I feel like and you sort of alluded to this without saying it, but don't you feel like one of the kids kind of like you're still the parent. You're driving, but I like I like the fact that I'm invited into the conversation. Yes. yes. You know, like they're not like you were saying it's still cute and innocent. To expand on that, I love how the kids first of all, they laugh at my jokes. Yeah. So anyone that does that <laughs> is is yep. is good with me. But um, I just love, I, I get to know these kids. Like I mm-hmm. know all the kids in this neighborhood and I like them so much. I really care about them. Yeah. Like, and um, I feel like you're building a foundation. I think those car rides with all the neighborhood kids are are important. There's a bigger thing you're accomplishing. It's not just getting from point A to point B and helping out your friend. Um, there's a bond. Yes, a, very much so. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if someday one of these kids says, hey, Mr. Fink, you know, the 2 a.m. call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am shit faced and uh, there's a guy that's going to drive and I'm not getting in that car and I'm not going to drive. And my parents, could you could you help me out? Yeah. You know, and I and I would make I think that I might have that cock where like, hey, if any of you guys are ever in a bind and you just want a, a free pass, you just want to get home or whatever, you can call me. Yeah. You know, be a
1: trusted adult.
0: Yeah, I'll say uh, the first one's a freebie. The second one, you know, we're going to have a little talk. Right. <laughs> I feel like if you get buy-in and respect from these kids, mm-hmm. they're going to rise to the occasion and uh, have an expectation that they're going to meet. So, so it's important.
1: Yeah, I, I know. And I, I love the little rides and hearing, you know, what they did that day and different things like that. And just sort of being able to be part of their world because soon they're going to close us off a little bit from the world. That's you know? right here.
0: I just don't believe it. I don't believe that my son and my daughter are gonna have that. And everyone laughs at me, like, oh, you're mm, so naive.
1: Yeah. Um, I see so I think having a you know a 14-year-old, Will does confide a lot in me, but I also going back years, like I ask a lot of questions without mm-hmm. being nosy or judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I think you're you're like you and Leslie are like that too. It's like you, you know, Give your kids a place to feel safe and yep. trust you, and hopefully that will continue. Um, so he's still good about confiding in me, but you know, again, I go back to carpooling him and his friends. They're just they're they are much more tight-lipped now than they were a couple of years ago. That's you know, funny. they would say some of the stuff that his friends would say in front of me, he would get embarrassed about. Like they would swear in front of me.
0: <gasps> Ooh, yeah, that's not respectful. No,
1: and no. I and I had said to him. Like so-and-so, you know, uses some colorful language around me. And, and he's like, I know. And I said, I'm not going to say anything to his parents. I'm not going to say anything to him. He's not my kid. I said, I. but I'm saying to you, I absolutely, 1,000% do not want you speaking like that in, in someone else's home, car, whatever, in front of someone else's parents. He's like, I would never, mom. I would never. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know. He does in the, in the basement when they're playing Xbox and he thinks the parents can't hear, but mm, just yeah. using those kind of teachable moments, like, Hey, I didn't really appreciate what so-and-so said in front of me. And he, he gets it, you know?
0: Yep. Yep. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Fleety, so we- fleeting moments. Yes. 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 Shall we move on? Sure. All right. So my final Ushanka topic is in celebration of breast cancer awareness month, breast milk jewelry. <laughs> I didn't. Not, no. Come on. This was a thing until I saw an article on the Huffington Post. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Breast milk is a liquid. Jewelry typically is a solid. How does this work?
1: So there are some women that are really enamored with the whole breastfeeding process and what have you. I was not one of those women, so Mm -hmm. I can't really identify with this mindset. However, for those women that, that were or are kind of enamored of this whole thing and have a hard time giving it up, you can sort of preserve your breast milk in a piece of jewelry. Um, So you send a tablespoon of your breast milk to this company that then uh, somehow inserts it into a jewelry setting with a, as they say, quote unquote, milky, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. colored stone, like an opal or a pearl. Mm -hmm. And you can have it set as a ring or a necklace. So you can always carry around this piece of you that, you know, fed your child for a period of time. <laughs> Again, I don't get it at all.
0: I don't get it either. I was mm-hmm. thinking like it goes in like a little Coke vial pendant.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like, what's what's that? Oh, this is right. my breast milk.
1: <laughs> like the Billy Bob Thornton blood vial of yes. Angelina Jolie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, weird. It's preserved in a piece of jewelry. Okay.
0: Somewhere. Yeah. Um. Weird.
1: Completely weird.
0: Weird. Um. Bre- we've talked about breastfeeding yeah. a little bit.
1: I think so. Before, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, you've, you've made the admission that you that wasn't your thing. No.
1: Nope.
0: There's something about, okay, there's extremes to everything, right? Right. And I feel like breastfeeding is one of those things. And for mm-hmm. whatever, I don't understand the controversy about it. Like, I've, I've seen breastfeeding take place in, in um, you know, playing hockey. Oh, I forgot my mouth. guard. I go back in the locker room. There's a mom in there breastfeeding. Right. Just looking for a little privacy. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't freak out when I go in there because it's a natural thing. Right. And I don't go, oh, you right. know, a boobie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was 12, you know, that's what we called it back then. <laughs> um, the zoo. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of you know, yeah. amusement parks. Oh, yeah. If you're yeah. somewhere
1: with your child all day and yep. you're breastfeeding, then you're going to have to do that.
0: Yeah. That's the only places where I've actually seen it. You mm-hmm. know, those kind of um, recreational all day. Yep. There's nowhere else to go kind of things. The weirdest place where I saw the breastfeeding—did did we talk about the time Leslie and I were up in um, North Conway, New Hampshire, where at this um, pizza place? No, is, I don't think so. It's kind of hippie-ish. Okay, you know, it's it's really cool. I mean, I would love to have a house. It's like mm-hmm. this. It's just one big giant wooden structure with uh, tapestries and windows everywhere. It's really cool. There was a a couple with a child
1: mm-hmm.
0: at a table in the middle of this restaurant. And um, I'm looking, I'm talking to Leslie and over her shoulder is this kid who walks, he gets up, he walks around the table and uh, sits on his mom's lap, lifts up her shirt, pulls down her bra, busts out this big, (laughs) this big titty. (laughs) This is, this was a healthy D cup.
1: Uh, How old is this child?
0: I would put him at around, Eight.
1: Jesus Christ, are you serious?
0: Seven or eight, yeah.
1: So, like, Charlie's age? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: I mean, and and he was just two-handed, knuckle-deep into this thing, just going to town. And I I said, Leslie, you're not going to believe.
1: Oh, God. You're not going to believe this.
0: Before you turn around, there's a woman breastfeeding a kid who is old enough to write his name on a piece of paper. And he just latched on himself and, that's horrifying and she's like no and i'm like yeah now i'm not a judger of people doing stuff but that that I'm seems judging like that <laughs> that seems sure. like this kid's gonna have some psychological yeah i was
1: just gonna say that yes yes
0: i read a book by T- tony morrison back in in high school where there was a character called milkman because he was he he's breastfed breastfed till 12 and i thought that was fucked up oh, <laughs> was it like, is. what is going on yeah yeah i think i think if you're starting the um and who gives a shit what a white guy thinks, right? Blah. I get that all the time. Says a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> you shut up. I don't know why we do that, you know, like, but uh, I feel like if you're in the potty training phase, yeah. you got to phase out of that. Like, Could you- not
1: agree more. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is a, that is a, a good benchmark? Is that with a good? Three kids. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I didn't do it, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I didn't experience that kind of. And being enamored of, of doing that, mm-hmm. um, I was like, absolutely not. And I got a real dirty look from the doctor in the hospital after yeah. I had Will. What was funny was because they, after I had Will, they came in, talked to me, um, and assumed, I assume you're going to breastfeed. I said, no, I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there was a stare down. <laughs> And I just didn't blink.
0: And you said, "My body, my choice." Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, no one asked me after I had the twins. No, no one made the assumption I was going to breastfeed. Yeah, the twins.
0: like there's a, yeah. there yeah. a note. There's a note on your record: "Do not ask yeah. her about breastfeeding."
1: Um, so yeah, I don't get it, but I agree that there's got to be like a cutoff because then you're entering into yeah, potentially psychologically damaging your child. I, I feel think like. so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. because because mm-hmm. now when the kid turns five, he he has memory. Right. And sense of self. Yeah. Right. And that child development. So I don't want to remember yeah. my mom breastfeeding me. When that. you're
1: like hooking up with your first girlfriend Yeah, and you go under the bra and that's, you think of your mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you would be a little experienced. <laughs> wow. You know what you're doing. Yeah. My mom, my mom taught me. Taught me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gross. Oh boy. Oh, okay. All so, right. So should we move on to our main topic?
0: Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, okay we'll do a commercial break and. Pay homage to our sponsors because they're terrific, and uh, we'll come back and talk about brand activism. Royal Pizza has been serving the freshest pizza, subs, dinner platters, and salads at affordable prices for 60 years. They use only the most wholesome and natural ingredients with no additives, preservatives, or artificial coloring. Their dough is made fresh several times a day, and their sauces and dressings are made fresh daily, in store. And they use the real cheese, 100% real cheese. At Royal Pizza, each pizza is carefully prepared for. I should know. I go there and I watch them make the pizzas sometimes, just when I'm talking to those guys, my buddy Billy. Mario's Lawn Care is a full-service landscaping company that works for their customers all year long. Now that we're into the fall season, Mario and his friendly and dependable crew are taking care of the leaves and all that other tree debris. These guys blow your leaves toward the street and then they suck. All those leaves into the back of a truck to be hauled off to an undisclosed location. Actually, those leaves serve a purpose. They turn into leaf mulch. How about that? You pay these guys to haul the stuff away, and then you pay them to bring it back in the spring. What a business model these guys have right here. Anyway, keep your curb appeal top-notch and hire the pros at Mario's Lawn Care. All right, Liz. You know a thing or two about marketing. You're a director in this industry, and you want this is something you wanted to talk about: brand awareness. I think it's fascinating because I just like to watch what's going on in our society. Things are mm-hmm. moving fast. Um, there's a lot of, um, I think, followers. That are, that's one thing I've been noticing. Yes. It's like, oh, someone's doing something. I have to do that too. And um, that's just happening on on the grassroots local level. You know, in your small towns, you see people just jumping on board and on the bandwagon. Completely, this say, right? yes, yeah. This bandwagon jumping is now going to the corporate level in brand identity where people are saying, we're on board Where we stand with this. And right. uh, I don't know much about it, Uh, or the intent, or how well it's serving the brands that that are being promoted, but I do see it, and sometimes I cringe. I'm Mm -hmm. like, ew, or that was in poor taste. I saw a company, I won't name them because I don't remember it, but I was driving home from the Cape, and some company wanted me to remember or never forget 9-11, and I thought, How the fuck do you think I could forget that (laughs) day? I remember the temperature. I remember the blue sky. I remember the cool breeze Mm -hmm. as I was walking to uh, a building to go to a 9 a.m. meeting. And I remember sitting down in that meeting. And I remember a guy named John who said to me, did you hear about the plane that crashed in the world? trade center? I said, no.
1: And then we all assumed it was like a little prop plane or something like yes, that. Yes, or yep. an accident.
0: And I said, mm-hmm. what, what, like a little plane or, or a jet? He's like, I don't know. And then I remember another person said, you guys, this building is on fire. You got to see it. And uh, it uh, Stu's office has it on TV. And we all were like, well, okay, this meeting's, we're waiting for people. So right. we, we went over and then we all saw the second plane and we all just, I got the chills. Yep, I freak like I was internally freaking out. I'm like, this is this is deliberate. This is an attack. This is hijacking. That's too coincidental, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but thankfully for this this company, they they brought all that back for me on my drive home because I, if you want to say, uh, never forget day
1: well that's, that's 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 what I find interesting right is like we're post 20 years mm-hmm. after 9-11 which was a horrific tragedy but like after Pearl Harbor was bombed did they do that every year for a period of time like never forget I don't right. know like when when do you sort of move on from having from companies feeling like they have to put that message out there
0: yeah it's very weird. it's very weird, but that one was uh, that's just to get this get this started. I know yeah. that things are more about causes. Yes, but for me, that one was one that I I just was very put out turned off by mm-hmm. because four thousand people were murdered that day, right. and you are putting your name in the, lo- in the <laughs> and logo in the lower right corner of this otherwise black billboard with white letters on mm-hmm. it, and I just thought the fact that you put your little logo in there it just It's it's pathetic.
1: Yes, it reads as inauthentic.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, exactly. Yeah,
1: and that's why I wanted to talk about kind of phony brand activism Mm -hmm. today. And what made me initially kind of think this would be a good topic to bring to the table was an article I saw last month where um, Wendy's on their Canadian social media sites, they changed the Wendy's girl's hair from red to gray in an effort to support a Canadian news anchor who was allegedly fired for letting her hair go gray. One creepy a little girl with red hair and now you made it gray and now she's creepy Do <laughs> really like, I mean, you're, that's, that's what you're going to like. You're going to die on your sword for, <laughs> for letting a Canadian anchor go because her hair went gray. I don't it just immediately led me to start thinking about all of the ways that large consumer brands are trying to capitalize on these social causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and maybe it's that that's the cynical marketer in me that I immediately go to, well, what's in it for you, right? And that's selling more products. Mm -hmm. Um, As a capitalist, I appreciate that. But, you know, as a consumer, my initial reaction and as a marketer reads as as pandering. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
0: Pandering is a good term. This is almost the visual equivalent to, I see you, I hear you, you know, (laughs) I stand in solidarity. Like, I've heard that so many times. It's like, are you a free thinker? Do you right. think for yourself? Or do you just wake up, check your email, you got the woke memo, these are the things you will say today. It just
1: Right. you just just it. This is what you're going to change your Facebook profile picture to today. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, it just seems mm-hmm. like people aren't being authentic with their own words and their own perspectives. Whenever I hear, I see you, I hear you. I'm wondering if, like this just didn't pop into someone's head. I wonder if, the, the marketing or the the advertising company agency that's hired by Wendy's Corp mm-hmm. or whatever they are was sort of pre-planning. Like, let's be prepared to manipulate our logo in some fashion to creatively, you know, support something. Mm-hmm. And when this like, this almost seems like a reach, like yes. if all the things yes. going that's on what in I mean. the world. It's
1: like, really? That's what you're going know, to land your hat on. You I know, don't
0: know, like if Wendy's wanted to back up um, breast ca- cancer. Mm hmm. And because uh, Wendy's a woman, right? Right. And if, if if you wanted to do something about, you know, manipulate the logo in a, in a way where she has like a pink a, hair, a, a pink, <laughs> yeah. no, the little pink ribbon yes. on her on her um, lapel or whatever, mm-hmm. and you were also donating one dollar for every right. cheeseburger to Breast Cancer Awareness, the Susan mm-hmm. G. Komen Foundation, something to that effect, then I'm going to think differently than this. First of all, yeah. I don't care about your gray hair, you know? And yeah, I guess the bigger thing is why are women held to different standards? Right. I get that. But this just seems like pandering.
1: Completely. To me, Completely. in a
0: sense. I, I'm not against... So I guess I'm not against companies doing it, but, but you have to convince the consumer that they're, they're, they really believe it. They, and and also there should be some personal story. Like the CEO, uh, lost his mother to breast cancer or, or something like that. And so they're really behind it and it's authentic.
1: Right. This. (laughs) The one that really frosts my ass about breast cancer Did is, you say
0: frosts my ass? Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that. No? No. Oh, it's one of my
1: favorite terms. <laughs> oh, it's,
0: it's one of mine now, too.
1: So it's um, the NFL and breast cancer awareness. It's mm-hmm. like, you can wear all the pink fucking sneakers you want. You're still going to punch your wife in the face when you get home after you lose the game. Like, nope. it just don't... Yep. Just stop, stop, yeah. yep. okay? Clean up your own fucking house first before yep. you sit here and pretend that you care about a cause for women. So but that's, for, I'm going to get off my soapbox about that. No, but <laughs> I agree with you. And also,
0: also as a guy who consumes NFL football, mm-hmm. I think it's an awesome product on TV and I'm glad they're doing something about concussions and, and all yes. that, we're adapting. I think Fucking hate looking at all that pink shit for the month of October. <laughs> right. It's like, come on, this man. It's the most
1: masculine yes. aggressive sport. And yeah, yeah I it's I like, agree with
0: you. It's like cut the shit. Mm-hmm. Like you're just it, it the pandering. It is. The, it's the pandering. The, the fake giving a shit is what yep. it's gotten to. If you did one game and there was a a band or you know yes. like when so when a when a person or a team owner passes, passes away, away yeah they'll put like the initials on the on the patch for, for the If you had like something like that or just in the television graphics you did mm-hmm. it, but the fact that you make these players play in pink uniforms for a month is yeah. it's overkill. It's a little
1: much. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple more examples of large corporations who their brand activism really May have been with the best of intentions, but once you kind of peel back the layers, it's like, mm. mm-hmm. So Starbucks, LinkedIn, and Exxon ExxonMobil, during Pride Month, they go all in on their social media sites with rainbow-themed messaging and ads. However, in countries like India, the UAE, or other countries where homosexuality is deeply stigmatized, they don't. Mm-hmm. So where it benefits them, they'll stand up for the cause. Ooh. But where... It could be read as a negative. They're silent.
0: Interesting list. Yeah. I love that you picked that out. Also, ironically, they're not doing it in the societies that probably need it the most. Exactly. Right? Like, they're cramming the stuff down our throat here in the U.S., Mm But we're a developed nation. Right. That we're not is, stoning
1: gay people to death like they are in undeveloped nations. That's
0: right. And that's why um, a progressive society is a good society. Right. You need to keep growing and adapting and moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need this? Well, yes and no. I mean, again, I guess it's the right amount. I, I argue that we're always going, going overkill. Over. Yeah. And that's when I start. Barking, and then people start calling me homophobes or or right. whatever, right? Because I'm not all in. I'm just hey, I can only consume so much of this stuff. I've seen enough, mm-hmm. you know. Just, uh, but yeah, interesting. These countries that need to probably figure things out a little. You're, right, you're, you're falling behind. You're not evolving.
1: Exactly. The, the world exactly. around
0: you is. Uh, you've you've let these corporations, these American corporations, that mm-hmm. come from these
1: societies. Maybe we should not just give them our coffee, but maybe right. go ahead and help them progress and, you know, normalize things that they don't understand. and yeah, just, yeah. just
0: offer some, I don't know, mm-hmm. some influence. Yes. Wouldn't be bad. Yes.
1: And the other example is um, Adidas. So companies aren't only pandering to consumers, but they're pandering to their employees as well. So in 2020, Adidas was one of the major brands that came out um, in very strong support of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Which may have appeared to be altruistic to the public, but they received a ton of backlash from employees who complained about the distinct lack of diversity within the organization itself. So if you're living in a glass house, don't throw any stones. So I think they scaled back um, their, their outward support mm-hmm. and because they needed to look inward and realize that they had a, a distinct lack of diversity uh, within their, you know, management and executive positions internally.
0: Yeah, it's going to say all the C-level right. employees were white.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And, and these are the people that say we need to get behind the Black Lives Matter right. movement.
1: Yep. But without having any internal, and this is where the the phoniness comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying something outwardly to the public, but internally your employees aren't getting that support or that that message. And I think... Again, the cynical marketer in me, but I think Mm -hmm. I think consumers are starting to catch on to things like that. In fact, and according to a survey by the poll agency, 68 percent of consumers feel uncomfortable with, quote unquote, greenwashing. So companies that claim to be environmentally friendly, but, you know, waste a bazillion pounds of paper every year and, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, wokewashing by most brands. They see these brands as inauthentic and 14% deliberately avoid the brands they see behaving this way. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So would you say overall taking consideration all, is it, is it helping businesses? Is it hurting businesses? What direction are these companies going in? Cause now there's enough data and right. examples out there to sort of make better decisions, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are, where, where are we now?
1: Yeah. So I would say if you're going to do this the right way, like make sure your own house is clean, right? Like, if you want to come out and promote diversity and all of that, look internally and see, you know, do you have programs in place that that help women and minorities and get promoted within from within and all of that? Like my company, I have to say, I think does an excellent job at walking the walk and talking the talk. We have these groups internally called business resource groups, and there's one for women empowerment, one for um Latinx, one for LGBTQIA, one like there's a whole wide range of these groups. And um, we bring in guest speakers and we're really committed to educating um, our employees. We're really committed to making sure that everybody has an equal opportunity within the organization to advance. Mm -hmm. We recently launched a pilot program, which I thought was really, really cool, where we're partnering with a nonprofit that that helps place neurodiverse people into jobs. So these are people that are high functioning on the autism spectrum. So they don't do very well in a traditional interview process, right? Mm -hmm. But they're like amazing coders and we have been desperate to find coders. So we partnered with this nonprofit to do this pilot program and bring in these 20 neurodiverse candidates into our organization. Um, The people managing these, these folks went through training to understand how you manage People, you know, who are neurodiverse, mm-hmm. um, and it was really successful. And so, I think if if companies are doing things like that, they're really looking internally at wh- what kind of support do our employees need, and how can we give that to them? Then have at it. Go go nuts with all of your diversity, equity, inclusion messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your earlier point about donating money, if you know Wendy's little Wendy had a pink ribbon on her sleeve, and Wendy's was donating a, a dollar for every whatever they sold for the month of October, again, have at it, Mm -hmm. but don't be selective about what you want to get behind. Um, unless you're, unless you can honestly back it up. And a lot of these brands can't. All right. Is there anything else? No. Okay. I'm good. All right. Well, that's cool.
0: So, uh, Scuttlebuds, you are also consumers and you should think for yourself and you should critically think about these advertisements, which you're getting hit upside the head from every single direction. You're trying to be there. Your efforts to influence you are coming from all directions. And a lot of times they're very subtle. So. Uh, just keep your eyes and ears open, right? I think yep. is what we're learning here. and be an um,
1: educated consumer. Yeah.
0: And then check into that brand, and we can be heard with our how we spend our dollar, I yep. guess, ultimately, right? Okay. So for Liz Daly and me, Rick Fink, Rick Fink Jr., RJFJR, this is Small Town Scuttlebutt. We'll see you next week.
1: We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear, go support the businesses that help support us. Like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.